Welcome back to Friday Favorites. The way we're doing Friday devotions for the last while has been to look at the greatest worship songs of the last 30 years. Songs that have shaped our understanding of the character of God and given us words to express our affection to God. You may know some of these songs. You might have been on the journey with us since the first week, which started in June, the first week of June. We are now into August, well away into August. We're at number two today. Next week, we'll be sharing number one, the best or the greatest influential song of the last 30 years uh, in church worship. Well, as I uh, keep reminding us every week that worship song's purpose is to teach us a truth about God, theology, and to stir up our affections and emotions for Him. So that is what these songs do so well. And every week we've been sharing, we share about what makes this song uh, special, where does it come from, what's some of the background, what does it teach us about God, and we look at the application and sing it. Well, today we're at number two, and this song has a very interesting story that most of you might have heard about. It's written back in the late 90s, during a period of what was called sort of apathy within the worship leader who wrote it in his home church called Soul Survivor in England. And there was a big revival happening in the land, but somehow this one congregation felt like they were struggling to find meaning in the musical outpouring at that time. It was just an empty gong, uh, is how it could be described. There was just something missing. And so... They did some pretty brave things, actually. They decided to get rid of the sound system and the band for a whole season, and all they did was gather together with just voices. And the point was not that, uh, the point was that they had lost their way in worship a little bit, apparently, and the way to get back to the heart of worship would be to strip everything away and just to go back to what it's all about. Well, now you know what the song is. It's number two, the heart of Worship by Matt Redman, Matt Redman, or some of you might know it as When the Music Fades. The song was created to remind that very church family I spoke about to be producers in worship, not just consumers. So people who produce a song, not just consume a song. The pastor at that time was Michael Lovacci, and he asked, when you come through the doors on a Sunday, are you bringing something? And Matt Redman says the question for him literally led him to some embarrassing silence. And eventually, um, people broke into a cappella songs and heartfelt prayers in the service, encountering God in a fresh way. And they obviously pretty soon reintroduced musicians and the sound system, and they gained a new perspective on worship, and that it's all about Jesus. All these songs we've been sharing, these last 10, 11 songs we've done before we get to number one, I've tried to reveal how it just captures the nature and the wonder, the awesome power and the holiness and beauty of Jesus Christ. That is what worship songs have to do. Worship songs are prophetic in a way. And the greatest job a prophet can do is to reveal Jesus. All prophetic things, all gifts, all of the work of the Holy Spirit and all of the Word of God is in order to reveal the splendor the power and the holiness of Jesus Christ, and the grace of Jesus Christ. This song, Heart of, the Worship, Heart of Worship, um, does that. What does the song teach us about God? Well, it teaches us that God is deserving 
of heartfelt worship. God is deserving of heartfelt worship, not just deserving of songs, but them being sung in a heartfelt way. God is deserving of heartfelt sacrifice, offering our lives, our marriages, our time, our resources, our friendships to Him to have rulership over them. Psalm 86 verse 12 says, I will give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with all my heart and will glorify your name forever. Now, David and whoever wrote this psalm is very brave because Jesus even said that we should love him with all our heart, soul, and strength. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I could do that. It's difficult to love Jesus with all my heart. So I need the Holy Spirit to help me to do that. And even the worship I give Jesus that he deserves, I need help in order for him. For, I need help by his Spirit just to give it to him. So I want to encourage us to worship God with our whole heart, yes. But why not depend on the beautiful grace of Jesus to help us to do that? Because truly, we of ourselves cannot give him anything that is worthy enough for what he has done for us. Simply, uh, we should bask in the awesome gift of grace. What is the application, Vincent? Well, the application is this, that there's an indirect, powerful road to a victorious life, and it's to worship God. The other way is to say, God, help me. Now, that's a very direct way, asking God for help. The indirect way is to worship Him. You worship Him, He renews your strength and leads you to victory. When we sing, we sing to God and He renews our strength. He releases the portion that we pour out back to us in multiple measures. That's what He does. He's the multiplier. Because whatever I give Him, He multiplies over. When I praise Him, it comes back into my lap as peace, as blessing, as victory over life and sin. Well, that is what the application is. If you want a victorious life, do not only ask God for help, but hallow His name. This song is called The Heart of Worship. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that'll bless your heart. I'll bring you. For a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within, through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart. It's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it When it's all about you 
It's all about you, Jesus, King of endless work. No one could express how much you deserve. Though I'm weak and poor, all I have is yours. Every single breath, I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you it's all about you Jesus I'm sorry It's all about you It's all about you, Jesus Let our worship be all about you, Lord It's not even about the song we're singing It's not about the offering we're bringing It's simply about the splendor and majesty of you Thank you, Lord, that you've given us access to your throne to bring our song, to declare that you are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thank you for joining us today. That was number two, the heart of worship. Next week, number one, as we count down the top worship songs of the last 30 years. I can't wait to share the number one uh, spot with you. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you in church on Sunday or next week, Friday. Cheerio.